0: All right. Well, thanks for uh, having me. Not that uh, you guys had much of a choice other than uh, what Bill let me do. So um, my name is Michael Foster. I am our pastor to the online community here at Crossings. Um, And that's been um, kind of a new endeavor for us. We've started uh, since early September digging deeper into our our online community. And um, with that, most of the time I'm online chatting with people. Um, I sound like Kip from... uh, Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Um, And so I I chat with people and don't have an opportunity very often to to get in front of um, a group to to teach. Um, So bear with me today and um, we'll we'll get through. My topic that that I really wanted to to address is um, endurance. And so um, as we dig into that, um, we'll... we'll, um, Dig into some key scriptures, but let me pray for us before we get started. Father, we thank you so much for this time that we can cu- uh, come. Um, I thank you so much for getting these guys up early uh, to come and gather around your word. Lord. I pray that it would just permeate us. I pray that the words that are spoken today are yours and not mine, and I pray that you 'd cover over any mistakes that i 've uh, made and the missteps that that I say. And, Father, that you'd be glorified um, because of what your word does in our lives, that we may walk it out daily um, and glorify you and build your kingdom. In your name I pray. Amen. Um, So a little bit about me, and this may be a good thing that I don't teach very often is it's kind of like a confession instead of like a booth. It's just like, I just, just confess things. Uh, One thing about me is I really, really love endurance, like endurance races. And so um, in college, I kind of got into running a little bit. um, And we had this class where you had to track how many fitness points were you did every week and what your VO two max was. And I got really, really geeky into it. And I kind of got to that runner's high and I did this like really, really, really long race we signed up for a 5k and I ran the entire 5k it was like just the most amazing thing and then after college I didn't really have any motivation because there was no grade attached to um, me running and I haven't done it since but I've always been really interested and fascinated by people doing endurance things for for a long duration or for a long time and so I found out about a marathon and the people ran more than five k at a time was just like blew my mind is that uh, I, know, I know a couple of you guys in here maybe run, uh, and a marathon was just like just mind blowing twenty six point two miles i mean the The origin of the marathon is the guy that that ran to to alert the, the the people in marathon about the the war and I mean he ran so fast and so far he died. Legend has it I mean that is just crazy that people will run twenty six point two miles. And live to tell about it. And so maybe some of you guys have done that. Um, I applaud you. I think you're crazy. Uh, and I think that, that I like these endurance things just because it really does just push the people's abilities. Uh, I heard a Navy SEAL kind of talking about um, endurance and being able to, to go on. And he says, when you don't think you can take another step forward, you still have about 50% in the tank. Um, and so they, they go through this training to actually understand like where your limits are and how far you can push yourself. Um, I then got introduced into the Ironman uh, triathlon, and I just got really into that. I watched those. Again, I think, I think it's crazy the people that do this, but it's fascinating to watch. Uh, so this this idea of endurance and what stops people is usually what's in your head, and I think that that's just what's the, the most amazing part is that you're, you're, it's a battle. Um, in my 5K, I, I, I was like, Again, 5K. Kind of funny. You're you're pushing yourself. It's it's this mind game when when you run or when you do something in in endurance. I did take part in one endurance competition, and we kind of took the the easy way through it. But um, I I like to rock climb, and um, I've got a buddy who's way more into endurance things because he actually participates in them. And he started a competition uh, where people climb for 24 hours straight, and they've got a I don't know a point system or motivation for you to actually climb one or two climbs every single hour, which is exactly what we did. We'd do two climbs an hour, and we'd sleep for, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes in between climbs, and then we'd, we'd go back through. And so we did all the easy ones. It wasn't anything great, but it was amazing just to watch other people and to see how that they would push themselves and do different things and just kind of move into that that endurance. And I just finished a book um, about a guy. It's called um, the um, The Greatest... First? The Impossible First, because it's about a guy who, under his own power, unsupported, carrying all of his own supplies, crosses the continent of Antarctica. So some of the most inhospitable um, terrain that, that he does. and. It's, it's a really technical piece is that it's the impossible for Some people maybe say it's really not that impossible, mainly because you did it um, and it really wasn't that dangerous, but it, it's an endurance. He, he, he walked or skied 900 and some odd miles across you know, negative 30 degrees, which is just pretty impressive. Um, he catalogs a lot of the things that kind of kept him going. And what I want to touch on today is what keeps us going as men in this Christian life. It's hard. There's a lot of different places that that pull on us, that push on us, um, for us to kind of keep going. And so I want to dig into God's scripture today and and talk about um, how how it is that we get endurance um, and actually even joy through that. So, Endurance in the Christian Life. Our key text is Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Let me pull that scripture up. And it says, I'm going to read this, uh, starting in chapter 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We will continually ask God for you to fill you with the knowledge of his will through the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing to him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, And the forgiveness of sin. So, this is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. And the church um, there was really kind of healthy and growing. Those are your first blanks. Uh, There was a healthy and growing church. This was not a church that Paul had established, Uh, it was someone else that that had established this church, but he'd heard about them. And um, he heard that um, the people in the church were really doing good things. Um, and so um, he, he wanted to write them this letter um, to really kind of build that church up and to, to allow them to kind of continue on doing uh, what they're doing. Sometimes you see the, the some of the letters that Paul writes to these churches. He's really admonishing them. He's really kind of giving, um, giving them the, the what for on um, doing some things. But um, in this one, um, it, it's really just to kind of help build that church up. Uh, and, and in the parallel... I see in this room some really, really great guys um, really working towards some really good things um, and trying to do and live for God. And that's ultimately kind of what we're trying to do. Um, and so Paul really wanted to fortify um, the Christians in the Colossae. So um, he, does, uh, he does this for a couple of reasons. Um, you've got the, the Jewish... Um, Zealots, who are really trying to introduce legalism. Um, we see that in Galatians too. Galatians, also. He's trying to um, uh, help make sure that they don't get infiltrated with this legalism of the fact that you have to go in and live the, the, all the Jewish laws out, um, this extra stuff that, that has to be done. Um, and then he's also trying to keep uh, the gospel pure, uh, from the, the worldly philosophies, the Gentile philosophies of, of what's going on. So some of those things will kind of infiltrate. Uh, Terry's been speaking. Um, he just finished a series on Wednesday nights. And uh, one point that he kind of stuck out to me in that one is the difference between this license um, and kind of what you get from the philosophizers that, that are in there is that license. where you can kind of just do, do whatever you want. Do, you, know, you, can, you can make anything sound rational. Um, you can kind of build that in there. Um, or you have that other side, so that's the, that's the license, just kind of do whatever you want, Jesus paid it all. And then you can kind of get into this legalism. Um, and, and those are the two places that, that personally I'm drawn to a lot is that um, you can you can go and just try to work for your salvation and earn God's love, which is not the way to do it. Or you can just kind of go and do whatever you want and live however you want, and you're really going to miss the point there for, for legalism, or license and legalism. Um, and so those are the two different pieces that Paul's really trying to fortify these, um, these individuals um, against to make sure that they can have um, a life worthy of God's calling um, and the things that he's done. Um, and so you see in that, those verses is that, that Paul prayed for knowledge, and wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. These blanks that you see, I think that hopefully if um, if I wasn't telling you or showing you what these were, um, you would be able to fill them in because it comes straight from the, the, the text um, in Colossians. Um, and so this knowledge and wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, and those are really those things that come directly from the Spirit. Um, we see that, um, and it's just really neat when you, when you have that, and that's... Um, that 's in that verse nine, um, the knowledge of his will through his wisdom and understanding of the spirit and the knowledge of the will there's so many times and how many times have you prayed, God, what is your will? what do you want me to do um, and and you know that that's a valid prayer and that's something that, that we should be praying um, and really leaning and, and digging into the Holy Spirit for him to um, to, to Reveal that for us. Um, and that's the understanding that the Spirit gives is when you ask those questions, is that the answers to be revealed in that. Um, again, it's leaning on to the Holy Spirit and not to, to yourself. Uh, sometimes, too, it's even kind of a different perspective is when you're asking that question is like, what do you want me to do, God? Is, is the better question is, well, God, what are you doing and how can I be a part of it? It's just a little bit of a different position when you kind of start to ask those questions but um, it really becomes God-centric instead of me-centric. Um, I've done this before and prayed, God, what job do you want me to have? What woman do you want me to marry? Should we have kids yet? And really examining and looking at, well, what's, what is, what's God doing? And how can I be a part of that is a really um, interesting way. So be praying for wisdom and knowledge and understanding that the Spirit gives. We see Paul praying that over um, this church. Um, and to do, um, and, and the reason for that is um, so that you live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. So that knowledge um, and understanding comes from uh, comes so that you will live a life worthy of the Lord and pre- pleasing for Him in every way. So, what is the question? Is what does it look like to live a life worthy? Of the Lord and how to please Him. Um, so we see this in the verses that we bear fruit in every good work. Um, God wants us to bear fruit in all the things that we're doing. We're we're busy um, about different things every day. And I remember when I first started, um, I was uh, working. Uh, first started my career, I was working in a computer shop, and I always wondered. Looked at what I got done in a day, and I said, how does anything ever get done? Um, you, you see this on construction sites. I'm, I'm in the middle of a construction project of my, for myself, and I'm like, how is this thing ever going to get done? I've only got two boards attached um, together today, and that spent an entire 12 hours. How does anything ever get done? Um, and I think it's just those little bits and pieces that, that that accumulate over time. It's not you're not gonna you're not gonna make a huge mad dash and walk forty miles in Antarctica in one day, which is actually what this guy said he did uh, in the book uh, Impossible First. But um, there's very ta- very few times you'll see some of those tangible things. It's in the small things. It's in it's in the the, the everything you do is bearing fruit. Uh, in, in every good work um, that you're doing. The other thing is that you grow in knowledge, um, is that um, living a life is that, that we're not just going to stay stagnant. Uh, there are times in which uh, I've asked for a word from the Lord, and he's, he's given it to me, and I said, okay, thanks, God, I'll come back to you when I need something else. And that's really not a great way to, to go about doing it, is that um, it's like information. is like, all right, I got this. I'm going to go run with this. Um, if you don't stay in contact, um, what you understand or maybe where, where the direction is going, maybe you're going to map and move a little bit. Uh, and so it really does cause us to need to stay in connection to, to the scriptures, to prayer, uh, and to God in, in a long time for us to grow in the knowledge of who he is um, and really into, in what his gospel means. Uh, the third thing in, um, in what it looks like to live life, um, a life worthy of the Lord is that you're strengthened. Um, and you're not strengthened by your own um, you're strengthened by the things that are going on about you. And, it, you know, um, I've never lifted weights before, so I've heard, again, um, I like to look at people and say you're crazy for doing these things. But you, you put in the work and the time to start to build some of that muscle, and it happens over time, but it happens because of the work that you're doing. And so in that fruit that you're doing, um, bearing fruit, is the work that produces the strength. The knowledge that you're going through is the the work that produces the strength. Um, those things are produced um, uh, so that we get endurance, uh, having the endurance to, to go through again. This is what really kind of tipped me onto this scripture. Um, really kind of tapped my interest in, um, well, how do we go the, the long haul? Um, but you see that that endurance um, and, and the patience that it takes to get there, because a lot of it's not just um, the, how much gas you have in the tank. A lot of it is how hard mentally can you push yourself to get that gas out of the tank. Um, and we see that. And ultimately, that culminates in joy. Um, we see the joy of the Father and what He's actually doing um, in us and for us. Um, if we did it begrudgingly, um, like an old miser, it's really not worth the, the whole thing. Um, is that you, you just can't do it? The other thing um, is that you know you can't. You can only fake it for so long. Ultimately, you can only fake it for so long. Um, before it becomes too much of a charade to keep going, to put on. Um, And unless we can actually really find a way to be genuine in our faith and what we're doing and what we believe, uh, then we're just going to flame out. And so I think that that's what's really really a a difficult thing to to come to, is the fact that um, you just have to be completely sold out. Um, and And move into it, so you can experience the joy because if you're just if you 're just doing it to please somebody else, if you 're doing it just because maybe you think you should, then it 's not going to last long, and eventually you 're going to get pressed hard enough that it, that it 's just going to go away um, and all this is so that we can experience and live out the gospel. You see at the end of that, um, that those verses is it really just kind of describes what the gospel is it 's the fact that um, God rescued us from the dominion of darkness. And brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. And that's really one of those things is that the gospel, just the simple truth of what God's done in our life, is something that motivates us, that gives us knowledge, um, that can really um, not just be for people that don't know about it, but sometimes um, when we preach the gospel to ourselves, um, it really helps us to to kind of align things in in the proper place. And, you know, going back to, that's where that knowledge comes from. Um, that's what that knowledge is about is what it actually means. And it's not just the techniques of what the, the, um, the, the way that, that Jesus did it. Um, it's really um, understanding and believing, um, living that out. And we see that. Um, so I, I really like that it all comes back to the gospel uh, and, and what God's doing. Um, and so, this is, um, this is something that, that you see is that the life that we live on a daily basis, bearing fruit, gaining knowledge, being strengthened, will give us that endurance patience and joy. And in that patience is a key point, is that you've got to have patience to continue on. You've got to have a driver. Um, And ultimately, it's because of the reflection that we have in understanding and living out the gospel. And I I like that word is experience, is that we experience it because on a daily basis, we know that we need that gospel. We know that we need Jesus. Um, And so we really need to turn to him. Um, Matthew 25 is a really interesting chapter, uh, and it's where God's talking about the kingdom. It follows from Matthew 24, and uh, in that chapter, He's talking. Jesus is talking about the, the end times, how it's going to come back, and then he goes on to tell three different parables. The parables of the ten virgins, um, which sometimes is hard for me to relate to, uh, so we're not really going to dig into that one. Um, <clears throat> The, uh, the next one is the, the parable of um, the gold, uh, and then the last one 's the parable of the sheep and goats and so you know sheep and goats i 'm really not um, much of a, a, a farmer uh, i don 't have a ranch and so again i don 't really identify as much with, with, with that they 're all talking about the same thing, and essentially they 're talking about the the ways that we should live our lives in the expectation of Jesus coming back. And so um, we'll we'll briefly go over in Matthew 25, the the parable of of gold. Because, I mean, we we all have money. Um, We all have some some resources. We all have a boss, uh, a master that kind of comes in and tells us. And this story, just to kind of, this parable, just to recap a little bit, is you've got a master that's going to go away, and he's going to come back. And he entrusts some uh, resources to each one of these guys. And so uh, it says it's according to their gifts, according to their uh, abilities. And so one guy he gives five bags of gold, one guy he gives uh, a couple, one guy he gives one bag of gold. And so it's based on, on theirs. Well, the first two guys that got more uh, than the last ended up investing it, doubling their return um, when the master comes back. The other guy goes and buries his in the backyard. And, and he says, well, I knew you were a tough master. And if I lost it all, I would be in real trouble. And so I did the safest thing I could with it is I buried it deep down and uh, didn't want you to show back up and me not have anything. And so here, here's your money back. And the, and, and the master says, you didn't even invest this in the bank to earn interest. Um, and, he, and he cast him away. Uh, and, and really, the, this parable is so interesting because the, the investment that the, these guys receive or the, the gift that these guys receive is actually the gospel. And the gospel is um, uh, asking, what is it are you going to do with this gospel? And so um, I think that, that I ask myself that, is that I've received this great gift uh, of the gospel, and what am I doing with it in a daily basis? And so that's where I think that, 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 that point five, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to live it out? How are we going to experience this gospel daily? How could be, we, we be one of those um, faithful servants in living out this gospel on a day-to-day basis? Um, and so um, what, what I really see from that is that um, there is... A bunch of different places that we show up as men in different areas of our life, um, and so there 's a i don 't know I, I categorized it into eight different areas of life so um, we have a career um, in your career you 're trying to build a business you 're trying to um, use the, the the talents and the gifts that you have. Um, to go and fulfill um, what, what you've been created to do and called. We talked about in the origin stories, that's part of what God has called us to do. Even before the fall, we had work to do. Uh, it's a reality for most people is that no matter if you're actually getting paid for it, um, there's even stay-at-home dads, they are working on um, a, a regular basis. They're just um, working uh, inside the home. But we, ha- we have a career. We're, we're called to it. Um, and um, that, that's one of the, the, the areas that, that we have. Um, the other, another area is uh, finances. So we all have to have money. Um, we all have to have things that we live on. Um, we all have to have bills that we pay. And so we have this area of finances that, that, that we deal with. Um, love. Now, some of you may say, I don't need love. Um, I don't give love. Maybe you're, you're too much of um, a, a, a manly man to do that. But there's areas of, of places that we love in our life. Um, if you're married, it's your spouse. If you're dating somebody, that's probably where your, your love interest is is going. Um, if you've been called to a life of singleness, um, and there's some people that, that have done that, there are some, some intimate relationships that they're involved in with other people investing and um, in, in doing that. So everyone has this area of love. Um, you have a family. Even if you don't have kids, you have a parent. You may have a sibling. Um, you may have a family, uh, so um, they're, they're, everybody's got the, the core people that, that are in their circle, um, and um, you have a social life. Maybe you don't, um, but there is a, por- a part of us that is social. Um, it's, I'm going to try to uh, advocate that that's some areas that we need to make sure that, that we've got, um, We're designed to enjoy stuff, Um, talk about hobbies. Some of you guys may be investing too much into hobbies, um, but there are things that that we're doing in each of these areas um, that we're carrying the gospel. Um, Your personal health. um, Are you taking care of your your physical health? Are you working out? Does the doctor throw more pills at you every time you show up instead of um, the workout plan? This is actually my own story. Um, Does he throw more pills at you instead of actually doing the thing that you actually need to be doing, taking care of your, your own health. Um, your mental health, uh, I guess the first one's uh, physical health, you've got it, your mental health. Um, are you finding yourself with the self talk that you have? Is that positive or negative? Um, you have the, the, the areas of um, your self-image uh, in, in some of those areas, places that you're, you're trying to take care of. And you've got um, a, a spiritual aspect to your life, which is kind of what you're doing today. Um, and so each one of these little pockets has an opportunity for us to live the gospel out. Um, it has this opportunity for us to allow it to permeate who we are Uh, it allows other people to see who God is um, in the gospel in each one of those places. And so I I just kind of challenge you as um, uh, these different major areas of life. um, We we bring the gospel with us everywhere we go, um, hopefully, and um, we live it out. And so if we're doing it in each one of these places, um, we have this opportunity to live a whole life and a way that we can really— glorify God, build his kingdom in our own lives, and it builds God's kingdom in the lives of other people. We live kind of uh, as dual citizens um, in this world, is that we've got all the things that we see and do are right in front of us, Um, but God says those are temporary. Those don't last forever, Um, And so there's a a higher reason, the things that we actually can't see God's work, the things that are moving. um, And um, we have to have our minds set on those things uh, so we can go do the the stuff that's around us. Um, I I like to rock climb, as I uh, said earlier. My favorite thing about rock climbing is it's just a, a backdrop for opportunities to have some really neat conversations with people. And um, a lot of it's just because you're sitting around waiting for um, somebody else to get off a climb or waiting for your arms to recover or um, sh- sorting out gear. And so that, that time gives you the, the opportunity to have some deep conversations with people. And whenever you have a, a person that you climb with on a regular basis, number one, you're trusting them with your life. Uh, and so there's a really good common bond built there. Uh, but number two is that you have those really deep conversations um, that you normally wouldn't have because you don't have time or space for it. The life is like that for us, is that there's things that we're doing. It's kind of the backdrop to the larger picture of what God's doing. And we have opportunities um, to to do the mundane things, but they're also holy things. They're also, uh, uh, they're also uh, godly things uh, in, in this way. And so... Um, we're talking about endurance again today. And so in each of these areas of our lives, we have to stay balanced too, um, in, in making sure that we can go the long haul, because if we don't keep a balanced life, we're not going to go very far. Um, I'll share another personal story is that, um, we call this kind of the dark days, um, of, of my career is that we, um, um, struggled, because I was over-investing in my work. I was over-investing in my career. and Basically, what happened was um, I was doing my job, and I was guess I was doing okay at it. And so um, somebody thought, hey, you can handle some more stuff. And I was like, yes, I can handle some more stuff. And they, um, we had a troubled department um, that really needed some good management. And that's really... All I could offer was some, some management to give some structure to what's happening. And so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay at this management thing. I can really just take care of this problem. And so I said, bring on that other department. Now, I was working, a, a, I had a, my own full-time job. And so I had taken over another department, which in itself was a full-time job. In fact, we were actually doing a, a job search for somebody to lead that team of people. And I, I, was so arrogant and so stupid that I said, you know what? I'll be able to take this team on. We'll fix that team, and then we'll move to the other problem area uh, in in our organization, and I'll fix them too. And so I really got, um, I really got put in my place in, in this one, to where the 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 hours became, you know, working. 50, 60 hours a week, going to 70 to 80. Well, in this period of time where I'm so arrogant that I take out another department, uh, I'm working longer hours, I um, actually had a running, um, uh, a running tally of how many consecutive days, I wore this as a badge of honor, how many consecutive days that I had worked. Um, and all the while at home, my wife and I just had our second child, Um, in 2011. And so this was a a lot of added stress. Um, My wife also had postpartum at the time. And um, she had a a little bit of the baby blues, which was really hard. So I'm at the office all the time. She's at home with our older daughter, who's two, and our son with the baby blues. And I'm investing so so much, and, and again, we call this the dark days, of which we, sh- we don't usually speak about. We just kind of, you remember the dark days. Um, it, it put a lot of strain on our marriage. It put a lot of strain on, on myself, um, seeing how stress played out. Um, I was uh, really over-investing in uh, my career. And so um, this was uh, completely oblivious to me at the time, which is just like, I, I don't know how I didn't see it, but I was, I was completely oblivious to what was going on. And um, I went to a counselor and was so stressed and had so many things. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And the counselor was able to really help me um, understand this a little bit. And so what he did is he introduced me to these areas of life. And what he told me is he said, okay, plot how you're doing in each one of these areas. I've put this wheel on, um, on the back of your sheets uh, for you to actually go through this exercise too. And so um, it has kind of a, a, a gauge uh, in each one of these areas. Kind of rate yourself in each of these areas. How am I doing in each one of these um, areas? And, you know, think about it as am I investing well in these areas? Uh, am I over-invested in these areas? Or you could even think about am I being fulfilled in some of these areas? Or how, how's it going? How is your career going? Are you enjoying where your career is going? Are you enjoying how you're, how you're doing? I'm going to go back a slide. Maybe. There we go. Um, how's your career going? Are you using your gifts and talents? Are you where you want to be in your career? Are you in a dead-end job? How is that affecting you um, as, as a man? How are you, how are you um, handling those things? Um, are you even headed in the right direction? Some of those things to, to ask about your career. Maybe you feel great about what you're doing, um, and, it's, and it's going well. In the area of finances, some questions that you ask, um, are your expenses in line with your income? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty simple equation, but... Sometimes it's not. Uh, and you can change some of those. Maybe you can change your income a little bit. Uh, maybe you could change your expenses. Um, you actually even ask the question, are you saving for those things that you actually need to be saving for? How, is, how are your finances doing? Um, when you talk about love, are you investing properly in the right relationships? Um, if you're married, are you investing into your wife? Or even evaluate, are you investing in someone who's not your wife? Um, and and those are those are some some hard questions. Um, if you're if you're looking for the love of your life, are you are you doing that appropriately? Um, are you handling some of those things? Um, and then if you've been called to singleness, um, is there is there somebody that, that you're you have an intimate relationship with um, that you can really truly share um, a, a, a brotherly love or a, a, an agape love um, with them? Um, the family thing. Um, if you've got. Um, um, uh, a parent still alive, um, the the call in our lives to to respect them is still there. Um, if you've got kids, um, are you investing in them properly? Are they seeing some of those things that you've got you've got going out um, social life? Um, if you have um, hobbies. Are you overindulging in some of those hobbies? Are you underindulging? Um, Whenever we talk about the dark days, um, my social life was non-existent. It was one of the places that I pulled um, some of my resources from. Um, The the physical health, uh, for me, uh, that's kind of the marker of, am am I kind of balanced out in some of these other areas, or at least right now, because I find that my workout time is the first thing to go in my schedule. And so I find if, if I'm working out regularly, I usually have most of these other areas kind of well taken care of. And so that's one thing I, this, um, this past year I've really tried to do well. Um, and then um, in, in your mental health, how's your stress level? Um, there's an element of stress that, that, that we all should be carrying, um, but too much or too little stress can, can really cause major problems. Um, your self-image and your um, self-talk can help also understand where you kind of are in this, uh, this area of your mental health. And then spiritual health. Um, are you really connecting to God? Uh, and I've got, are you connecting, depending, and being fulfilled by God? Um, and so I'm not saying, are you reading your Bible every day? Are you praying? The the real questions um, are you connected to God? Are you depending on Him? And are you fulfilled only by Him um, in the area of the spiritual life? And so basically, if you point, if you plot these um, onto the uh, onto this chart, it's a circle chart. Um, you're going to get. Um, I don't know, some semblance of this. Um, I just threw some dots on there. This isn't actually what I did in my counseling appointment. Um, but um, it's actually pretty close. So um, if you look at these things um, in, in my counseling appointment, I would be, have, in, um, have felt that maybe my career, the investment I was making in that was a lot higher. And so I'm sitting there um, with, with my counselor, and he said, all right, connect those dots, and you make a shape. So he said, all right, take that shape, and slap it onto your car, uh, slap it onto the hub of your car. How fast and how far are you going to go? No matter what shape it is, you're probably going to be able to move forward, but you're not going to be able to move forward very fast. You're not going to be able to go very far before that car falls apart. And so what I actually had to sit down in that counseling appointment, that meeting, and realize is that I can't be a 10 in every single one of these areas can't be a 10. I'm not a, I'm not a five-talent guy. I've only got maybe one bag of gold or half a bag of gold or whatever it is. Um, but you, I couldn't be a, a 10 in each. And what I had to do in that, that area is I had to say, okay, I'm going to have to back it down, and I'm going to be okay if I feel like I'm at a three in every single one of these areas um, because I'm balanced out. And if you're a three in, in those areas, you slap that on the hub of a car, now you're going to get somewhere. You might be able to get all the way across Antarctica. Um, But that's that's one of those things. And so you look at that. Um, This is something I actually revisit on a regular basis. Um, So maybe every year, maybe every couple years I'll go through, sometimes every six months, depending on my stress level and depending on how out of balance or out of um, uh, of gas I feel. Um, And so this all comes back to endurance. If you're not balanced out in this this wheel of life, um, then you're going to burn out, you're going to fall apart, you're going to shake up. Uh, And the whole thing of what we've got is the gospel. And the gospel in our own lives and the way that we carry the gospel to each area of these things in our wheel. And if we're out of balance, that gospel is not going to go very far either um, in our own lives or anybody else's lives that that are around us. And so we have endurance for carrying the gospel. And we let it permeate every single area of our life. Um, And the way that we do that um, is we have to be built in knowledge and strength and understanding of what God's word says in our heart. Um, And with that, um, I'll let you guys turn to your tables. Uh, You can kind of work on, if you don't want to share it with somebody else, that's okay, um, but there's some discussion questions for us to go through, um, but really think about that. How are, how are you living the gospel out in each one of these areas, and are you balanced in each one of these areas so you can go for the long haul? We don't want to be fake in this. You don't want to play the charade. You don't want to make your wife happy. It's all about going the distance um, as a man. We don't want you guys to, to flame out when you're 55 and you're just done with it all. Um, And so this is a way that we can keep balance, that we can keep moving forward and we can keep God at the center of what we're doing.